Welcome. You're listening to Pacific Bible Church Podcast, hosted by Pastor Vern Frank. So we are in a series titled Living by Faith. And if you know me at all, you know this is one of my favorite subjects to teach on. It has changed my life. So we are getting into the specifics of living by faith, right? We got to understand faith. If we're going to get the will of God done, come on, we got to understand faith. If we're really going to do the will of God, if we want to play games, this isn't, this isn't necessary if we want to play games with God. But if we really want, truly want to do God's will, this is very, very, very necessary to understand. So Romans 1.17, we'll jump right back in to, to this wonderful passage, which is actually quoting uh, another passage, right? The Bible quotes itself a lot. And in the New Testament, of course, they quote the old a lot. And uh, so this is Paul, of course, in Romans, one of my favorite books of the Bible, Romans, right? Whenever I say, where's this verse found? Sarah says, Romans. <laughs> Romans. But Romans 1.17, he's talking about the gospel. And he says, for in it, in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Right? The faith continues every day, every hour, every minute. As it is written, the just shall live by faith, right? Don't, don't negate those words. Don't, don't make those words light, right? God commands us to live by faith. Amen. We better know what that means. Amen? <laughs> we better know what that means, right? Think about this. Could you explain that to somebody? Like give a five, 10 minute sermon on what that means, right? If not, then, then, then that's not good, right? <laughs> that's not good. So in this series, right, if, you, if, you, if at this point you, you couldn't do that right now, go back and listen, amen? This is already part five, but go back and make sure those, the word is in you, as Karin just talked about, right? Abiding in you. Right. If we can't, if we can't give it out, it's not in us. It's not my notes. <laughs> if we can't give it out, it's really not in us. Hello. So if 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 someone says, what does that mean? The just shall live by faith. And they come to you and they ask you, come on, you ought to be able to go. Well, let me tell you what that means. And you are excited to do it. <laughs> Come on. And you can quote the scriptures we've been talking about uh, throughout the series, right? And we're going to go back into some of them today. We can't possibly go back into everything, right? But we're going to talk about some of the scriptures we talked about. We're going to talk about some new ones. But we better know how faith operates, what that means, Amen. right? We got to walk by faith. Live by faith. God requires faith. See, a lot of people don't understand that God requires us to use our faith. God required Abraham to use faith. He said, you're going to be the father of many nations. And the rest of it was faith. Hello? And we, we talked about that. Romans 4 talks all about Abraham and his faith, how he walked by 
faith, not by sight. Come on. It was accredited to him for righteousness because he lived by faith. And so God said something and he said, okay. And then has lived his whole life based on that. Glory. So that's living by faith, right? Noah, whoo, glory. Noah, whoo, come on now. Uh, build the ark, Noah. I don't, we don't need this, God. <laughs> you want me to spend the rest of my life building this ark? What? No, how'd he do it? By faith. <laughs> he was actually living by faith. Come on now. He was living by faith. He built that based on faith. He was operating in faith. God required faith. He required it to do the will of God. God always required, God even required Jesus to have faith. Come on. Jesus went to God in prayer by faith. Jesus spit on the mud and put it on the guy's eyes by faith. We could go on and on about that, right? Miracles of Jesus. They're all done by faith. Hello? It was all done by faith. We have to move in faith. He didn't, he didn't see it in the, no one sees it in the natural before you see it by faith, right? You know it in, by faith before you see it in the natural. Right? We, we talked about, about that for weeks already. But you got you to see it in the, in the unseen realm before you see it in the natural realm. And that's faith. Abraham saw, saw himself as a father of many nations before he even had a kid. That's faith. That's living by faith. Come on. He lived the rest of his life based on that. Paul operated by faith. Come on, we go on and on. And maybe we will. No. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Come on. Oh, let me, let me just turn over the real quick. Come on. Let's just do it. Let's go. Let's go. You know, when you think of things, sometimes you're just like, well, should I or shouldn't I? I don't know. Yeah, maybe I should. Maybe I shouldn't. I don't know. Then you, then you got to decide, right? There it is. You know. I'm trying to find it. There it is. Hebrews 11, right? Uh, Hebrews 11 is, is faith, right? We talked about Hebrews 11, 1, but we didn't go into what comes after that yet. You know, like I say, we can talk about faith forever. Let's do it. But look at, look at like verse four, right? Notice by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, right? Notice by faith, right? What are we talking about? If you're going to please God, you got to live by faith. By faith, Enoch in verse five, right? By, uh, let's see, by faith, Noah. There's, there's Noah, verse seven, right? 11, seven. By faith, Noah. Then go down. There, there's our faithful Abraham, right? By faith, Abraham, verse 8. Come on. You see this? By faith, Sarah, verse 11. You getting this? By faith. By faith. I'm trying to, I, I thought there was a couple more. Yeah, there. Verse 20, by faith, Isaac. Verse 21, by faith, Jacob. Verse 22, by faith, Joseph. Verse 23, by faith, Moses. Come on. Notice, it's going to take faith to do the will of God. All of these uh, wonderful Bible characters we talk about all the time, come on now, they actually live by faith. And so they made 
the hero of faith chapter, Hebrews 11. They made, they made, the, they made the chapter. <laughs> we're going to make the chapter too when we live by faith. We're, we're going to make the book of Acts. Like I've said, I've said for years, I think the book of Acts is still being written. I don't think the book's Acts, book of Acts is done, done, done. No, I believe God has a, has a book of Acts that continues throughout all of Christianity, all of the church years, all of the church age, right? And all of these wonderful works done by uh, men and women of God who actually live by faith are recorded. And we're going to see it forever. I want to be in there. By faith, Vern. And then he says, just like these guys, come on. By faith, Vern. Come on, by faith, Christian. You want to be in there? By faith, Paige. By faith, Brad. Come on. By faith, Lori. Amen? Continue that. What did you, what did you do by faith? You better know. Amen? You better know, what you're, you better know what you're doing by faith. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm getting excited. <laughs> So God requires that we live by faith throughout our lives. We, we don't just get saved by faith and that's it. No, 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 no. We live by faith day after day, after day, after day, after minute, after minute. And I do not understand why, mo, 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 man, you hardly hear teaching on faith. But it's, whew, it changed my life. And it's ignored by many churches. But I'll tell you what, you don't want to ignore faith. It's totally changed my life. I've seen miracles because of faith. I am standing here because of faith. Come on. That, that's why I'm here. It changed my life, faith. Now, of course, it's all based in God. But you, as we've said from the beginning, and we're going to get back there, God has given every person faith. You got faith. It's in you. God gave it to you. You better be using it. Romans 12, 3 says that. We, we, we talked about that a few weeks ago already. But there's so many things to go over when you talk about faith. So let's look at uh, 2 Thessalonians 1, 3 again. And this is where we find out our faith can grow. 2 Thessalonians 1, 3, we are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting because your faith grows exceedingly and the love of every one of you all abounds toward each other. Wow. Right? You, you, you got a church like that, you got a good place, right? Amen. You got a body of believers to attend where, where the love is, love is abounding and faith is growing. Praise God. Praise God. Woo, glory. Hallelujah. And that's where we should all be. Amen. We should all have love abounding. We should all have faith growing. That's, that's where we need to be. And, and, and if we do, as we said last week, I think it was last week, if we don't use our faith, our muscles won't grow. Our faith muscles don't grow. We, 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 we atrophy. We, 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 when we put on the cast, I told you my stories, how I broke my wrist twice. First time, I, the first time I ever told the stories in church, but I broke my wrist twice. And every time, each time they took off that cast, I said, where's my wrist? Where'd it go? Right? Because I didn't use it for six weeks or eight weeks or whatever it was, right? And it was tiny, my tiny little, tiny little wrist. I'm like, where'd it go? Come on, if we don't use our faith, guess what? We're gonna shrink. It's gonna shrink, just like if we don't use our muscles, right? That's not good. So faith is a gift from God, we gotta use it. And I like to use mine, I hope you do, amen? I like to use my faith, I use my faith all the time. 
And you say, how do you do that? Well, I gave you some examples. We'll go back over a little bit. But you can, you can pray over your day. When you get in your car, wherever you are, you know, I pray immediately when I get in my car for safety. Amen. I plead the word. I plead the blood of Jesus. I speak the word out of my mouth because as we're going to go back into, you got to speak. You speak by faith. Paul said, we believe and therefore we speak. We didn't have that scripture up, but we're going to, we're going to talk about speaking again. But you, you can use it right away with protection for your day. Amen. You can use it for your needs being met that day, right? You can, you can use it all the time. You can, I, I pray over my mail, right? I don't mail a lot anymore, but you know, I pray over my mail. If I'm getting on an airplane, I lay my hands on the airplane. I'm using my faith. This airplane is going exactly where it's supposed to go. And it's going to that destination and we will reach our destination in Jesus' name. And we will have a great takeoff and a great landing. You've been in some bad takeoffs? Woo! You've been in some bad landings? Woo! <laughs> when we were in Russia, oh, that was a rough landing. I remember being in Russia. We were, we we were on a mission. We were on a mission, a little mission trip, like a two-week mission trip. Karn and I, and uh, woo, wow, that that woo, that's when you were, you were praying, right? You praying out, you praying, you praying in tongues, you praying, you praying, right? He's coming in and you're like woo, oh, thank you, Jesus, for a good landing. And you don't quit operating faith, do you? Come on now, that's where a lot of people miss it, right there. They, 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 they believe for something. They're believing God. They're, they're walking in faith and something happens that doesn't look right. And they go, oh, it didn't work. Hello. You keep believing right through it. The, the plane is bouncing on the runway. You, you're still believing. You're still walking in faith. Amen. Come on. You don't give up your faith ever. Never. And I'm not just talking about faith, faith in God, faith in Jesus. I'm talking about you believing for something, you keep believing. Come on, you've based your, your faith in God. You based your faith in the word. You based your faith on what God told you, right? If God, God told Abraham, you're going to be the father of many nations. If that wasn't, that wasn't written in the Bible. Come on now. He heard it from God himself, so he had to walk by faith. I knew, I've told you before, I knew when I was saved at the age of 19, I was called into ministry. It took me, it took, it took 22 years before I went into full-time ministry. And the whole time for 22 years, I kept believing what he said. It wasn't written in the Bible, was it? Vern, you're called to be a full-time minister. It's not in there, is it? But. I believed, come on, I believed he spoke to my heart. I still didn't even know what I was going to do. I, I, I just believed God had called me into ministry. And I served in ministry in many different ways, volunteered at churches years, right? And I've told some of the stories and he's, he's like, really, really? Vern, fix the roof today. Oh, fix the roof. Okay. Vern, get the squirrels out of the attic. Sure, I'll do that. Yes, sir. Yes, pastor. Yeah, and then someone put, someone, oh, this is a funny story. Someone put rat poison in the attic where the squirrels were in, 
And guess what? They started dying before I could get them out because I had a trap. I bought a trap. It was working. It worked. I, I actually caught squirrels in the trap in the attic. And I, and I put them out in the park. I had to take them away because they were going to go right back in the church. You know? there, was a hole, there was a hole in the church. In, in the, it was a metal building. It was one of those you know, metal ones. And, and uh, so one, one, one of the church elders thought they were being smart. <laughs> put rat poison in the attic, and they started dying. And guess what happened? Maggots started coming out of the walls. And guess what pastor said to me, Vern? Get those maggots off, out, of, out of my office. It was in his office. He was upstairs, and that's where the attic was, right there. So maggots are crawling out of the walls under the woodwork. And guess who did it? Who cleaned it? Come on now. Why? I was living by faith. <laughs> Nothing will go wrong when you live by faith, right? <laughs> no, you don't stop believing. You see, maggots come out of the wall, you don't stop believing. I had many opportunities to quit in ministry, right? Whatever I was doing, many opportunities. I mean, I taught youth, there was all kinds of problems. I I led the prayer ministry, prayer altar call ministry where people come forward to get saved and then you have people trained to come up and pray with them. Oh, this was, this was, ooh, this was tough stuff. So I'd have people ready to go to pray with people and they would never come up. It was, it was wild, right? I, I had people up here to, to wanted to pray with people to get saved and, and, and my people that were trained to do it wouldn't come up. I mean, that, I, got, I got stories that go for hours, right? I, 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 I may not have been in full-time ministry, but I was in ministry for years, right? But see what I'm saying? All that time, I kept walking by faith. I, if, if, you, if you don't know how to walk by faith, you're going to quit. You're going to be a quitter. You don't, you, you'll quit, right? Many people quit. Many, I mean, Jesus had people quit them all the time. Because... As we've been saying in the series, most people don't want to walk by faith. No, no, no. no. That's, that's way too much. They'd rather just have God drop stuff on them. If God doesn't drop it, it's not dropped. They don't want to actually do anything for Jesus, right? You can always tell the Pharisees, all the Pharisees and Sadducees, because they don't actually want to do anything for Jesus. They just want to talk about it. They'll talk and yap and talk and yap. And then you say, fix the roof. And they go, uh, well, you know, I'm busy. I got, I got to wash my car. I got to take care of the dog. I got to, I got to, I got to. Oh, okay. Come on now. Faith moves. Amen. Amen. Faith has action. Ooh, you, you want to see someone actually operating in faith. You better see some action. Faith without works is dead. dead. Hallelujah. So the Bible is very clear. Our faith can produce miracles, right? I mean, I mean, wow. Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. That's Jesus speaking, right? Jesus said, it shall be done for you as you have believed. Right? He didn't say it shall be done for you as God so desires. That's where a lot of Christians live. Well, I guess God wants me sick today. I guess God wants me this today. I guess God wants me poor. I guess God wants me down and depressed today. No, 
It shall be done for you as you have believed. Jesus said all things are possible to him who believes, believes right? And uh, one of my favorites is, is the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 6.16. 6, he says, above all, taking the shield of faith, which is able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. What do most Christians do? Well, I sure hope God blocks that, that fiery dart of the wicked one for me. Oh, no, he didn't block it. Because he said, take the shield of faith. You didn't put on your armor. That's part of the armor. Hello? The helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. Hello? The belt of truth. Your feet shod with the gospel of peace. Come on up. Woo! Those are real, those are real deals, right? The, all those things we should be able to explain very well. Amen? We should be able to explain righteousness very well. We should be able to explain salvation very well. Come on now. But those, those are all huge topics in the Word of God. Those are huge subject matters, but they're not only subject matters, they're things we actually know and live. Amen? amen? I, got, I got one, uh-huh, and no amens. I'll give myself one. Amen! Thank you for that, amen, youth group. <laughs> Faith makes the impossible possible. Right? Right? I've been saying this series could change our lives forever if, if we'll get it, if we'll receive it if, we'll pen, if we let it penetrate our hearts and it actually gets down into our hearts it's actually abiding in us, amen? amen. The word abides in us just as Jesus said if you abide me and my words abide in you very good and your word, his words have to be living on the inside and if they're living as I said earlier, if they're living on the inside they'll be able to come out Come on. Who glory. Thank you, Jesus. So the truth will make us free. Right. Free. But God has been lied about a lot. Even in churches, all the time, God has lied about. Hello? Amen. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> I'm going to tell you my story. This is a good story. You know me and my stories, right? So I'm in Lincoln City. Well, we went down to Lincoln City. This is, this is before kids. This is BK. BK, before kids. Not PK, preacher's kid. BK, Burger King. No, I'm just, before, before kids. I got to keep you guys awake. I got to give you a little laughter there. Right? Before kids, right? And we're down in Lincoln City, and we're like, hey, let's go to church. Sunday, right? We were, we were on a mini little, beat, you know, you guys take, like, take, once in a while, take one of those weekend to the beach. Now I don't have to. I live at the beach, so I just take it right here. It's awesome. Praise God. I live at the, I live on vacation. Hello? We can go to the beach anytime we want. So we went to the beach. You know, you go to the beach to get away. But we went away to Lincoln City, and we were like, hey, let's go to church. So we found a church that we thought was spirit-filled. We thought was gospel. We thought was Bible-based, right? We thought. And, uh, you know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't horrible, but, but, but the part that got me when I wanted to just go, oh, my goodness, you, 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 your beliefs are on the wall. I'm reading them, and you aren't following them. Evidently, you really don't believe that. It's just on your wall, right? So the pastor had a healing line, and what did he say? 
their belief was God wants to heal all the sick. God, heal, God is a healing God. God is a healing God. He'll heal the sick. And what did he say when he laid hands on people for healing? He said, if it be thy will, God, heal this person. And I'm like, I didn't just hear that here. Because this is supposed to be a spirit-filled, gospel-filled, Bible-filled church. And you just said, if it be his will. And all God said in here was, it is his will to heal. That's from beginning to end. I could quote scriptures for an hour about how God is good, we sang this morning, and he wants to heal everybody. What did he say in Exodus 15, 26? I am the Lord that heals you. That's just one. Matthew 8, 17, right? He, Jesus, that it might be fulfilled, Jesus healed all the sick, that it might be fulfilled by what Isaiah the prophet said, that he bore our infirmities and carried our sicknesses. 1 Peter 2.24, by his stripes you were healed. And yes, that is physical healing. Look it up in the Greek. It's physical healing. We go on and on, right? So he prays, if it be thy will, Father. And I'm like, oh boy, another lukewarmy church. Come on, we thought we were in a good one. Ah, come on. If, 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 if I'm in any church and doesn't agree with this, I'm like, oh boy, lukewarm. Oh boy. Why? They don't really want to live by faith. They don't really believe this. This doesn't actually abide in their heart. They are playing church. They are playing religion. Come on now. Checking off that box. Oop, I went to church. Come on. Uh, I told this story a while back. I was talking with a pastor. A pastor? And he ended the conversation after he couldn't help us. We were asking for some help in something. And he said, well, good luck with that. I'm like, I'm talking to a pastor. And he said, good luck with that. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, the word's not in your heart. You don't say that kind of stuff if the word's in you. What do you say? Let me believe God with you. Let's agree in prayer right now. Let's agree. Because my father and your father said, if two agree in prayer is touching anything, it shall be done for them by my father, which is in heaven. Amen. Woo! I would have been like, hey, I got a faith guy on the phone. I got someone who actually believes the word of God. Woo, yeah. Woo Glory. I find pastors all the time, they don't believe this, yet they're teaching it. Sad. Very sad. Come on, it's just a job then. Just get a job. I went to seminary. I got a job. I'm a pastor. Ugh. Come on. Jesus always healed the sick. Always. Amen. Jesus is a direct representation of the Father. He said it. Amen. I only do what the Father says. Come on now. Jesus is a healer. That's why we have it on the road. Jesus still saves. Jesus still heals. Amen. If you believe God makes you sick, well, then please don't go to the doctor. Hello? Well, God's teaching me something in this. Well, then don't try. Don't, don't get well. Don't, don't take any vitamins to get well. Come on now. Don't go to the doctor because he might help you get well. You don't want that. 
God's teaching me something in this. Barf. No, God's not teaching you in sickness. He's not teaching you nothing then. Come on now. If you listen to a lot of Christians, they believe God steals, kills, and destroys. But we know that's not God. That's the, that's the devil himself. So, oh man, I tell you. Well, we're not going to back down here, amen, from the word. We are going to stand on this word. This word is the word. This is the right word. Every day, every hour, every minute, this is right. As we talked about what, two weeks ago, eyes on Jesus. We said, you got you to gotta see everything right through here. Amen. Everything has to be seen right through here. And then, come on, then you're going to walk in his will. Amen. Then you're going to walk by faith. Then you're going to walk in the perfect plan of God. Amen. Come on. But as soon as, we get, as soon as we get away from this, we're in trouble. Because yeah. the world constantly is lying. Yeah. Constantly. Constantly. <laughs> oh my. Come on now. If we truly believe what Jesus said, come on, we're going to see things much different than most people. Amen. Yes. Yes. It is not abnormal for Christians to doubt this right here. It's, not, it's very normal. In fact, it's very, it's very rare to find someone actually living by faith. It's very rare to find someone actually believes this. Very rare. Come on now. But I tell you what, we here are going to be people of faith. Amen. Amen. We actually going to believe what God said. It's good news, is it not? We believe the good news. We are believers, right? Believers believe. (laughs) Believers don't doubt, they believe. So when we see it in here, we don't go, well, I just doubt that. No, we say, I believe that. I believe that. I believe that. I believe that. I believe it. 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 Come on. No matter what we're thinking up here, it doesn't matter. Come on now. You got to agree with this every time. Agree with God every time. Never disagree with God. As soon as you disagree with God, you're in trouble. Come on now. The gospel is good news. Good news. It's not bad news as you even hear from churchgoers, right? Ooh, it's bad news. No, it's good news. Amen. Come on. The enemy is great at deception, right? But we don't have to be deceived because we have the word. We've got his word. Come on. We got to know this. We got to know his word. We got the word. We don't have to be deceived. Come on. And we can overcome with faith. Gospel is good news. It means good news, right? We've been delivered from the kingdom of darkness. That is some good news. That's Bible, right? We've been given life and life more abundantly. That's Bible and that is some good news, right? We've been seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You're already seated up there with Jesus. Come on. That's some good news. We are more than conquerors through Christ. That is some good news. Come on now. We, we have been made children of God through Christ Jesus. Woo! You talk about good news. A lot of people don't understand. There are no children of God outside the kingdom of God. I've had... People tell me, well, everybody's a child of God. I'm like, no, they aren't. The Bible's very clear. You only become a child of God when you come through Christ Jesus. Yeah. 
and he brings you into the family and you're translated out of the what? Kingdom of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear son. You become part of the family because you go into Christ and he is the son. Amen. You only get into the family when you're in Christ. Otherwise, you're not. Just as Jesus said to the Pharisees, you are of your father, the devil. Oh, they didn't like that, did they? <laughs> Ooh, they didn't like that at all. But that's good news. And part of the good news that is often left out is if we operate with faith as we're supposed to do, we win. Yes. What, what, is, what does the word say? Come on. I know you're thinking of verses, but never. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. This is the victory. This is the victory. That's a song. Living inside of me. Come on. Victory. Victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. See, faith brings us into victory. We can overcome anything with faith. We can be victorious with faith. We can overcome anything with faith. Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. That's, man, I tell you, so many people live in, in, in depression and addiction, and, and all they need to do is understand faith. Amen. How to come out by faith. Woo, glory. We got to believe Jesus. Amen? Amen. So we're going to look at Jesus' words again. You want to do that? Yeah. <laughs> Mark eleven twelve. Some of, some of my favorite verses right here, right? The, when he cursed the fig tree, what an amazing lesson of faith Jesus gave us. Mark eleven twelve. Now the next day when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry and seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. <laughs> and you got to imagine they're thinking, Jesus spoke to a tree. Oh, boy. Now, hop down to verse 20 where we find what happened, right? Verse 20, now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots and Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes the things which he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Wow. Right. We read over that and go, well, isn't that a nice little verse? Isn't that a nice little? Isn't that nice? Isn't that a pretty little verse? No. That is power verse. Amen. And don't forget, have faith in God is not a great translation. That in is not there in the Greek. The literal Greek is have faith God. Which to us, of course, makes no sense. <laughs> have faith God, have faith God. So some translations, and I believe it's a better translation, is have, faith, have the faith of God. Yeah. Of God. You got you to put some word in there that makes sense. Or another translation is have the God kind of faith which fits perfectly in the context because he's teaching us how to operate in faith. And he says, do it like God does it. <laughs> what did God do in the beginning? God said, let there be light and there was light. Yes. Amen. That's how he operates. That's how we operate. Are you made in his image? Yes. Come on now. 
And Jesus teaches us here how to have the God kind of faith. He says, don't doubt. Speak to the mountain. Come on now. That's what Jesus said. Yet Christians make fun of it. Well, I'm going to stick with Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to stick with Jesus. Matthew 21, 21 is, is Matthew's account of the same verse. So Jesus answered and said to them, Surely I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what it was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. What? <laughs> Did he make it plain or what? I mean, I don't know if I can get much plainer than that. Yet, you got, you got to go to seminary to get confused about these things. Or cemetery. I mean seminary. <laughs> Come on now. A lot of times, seminary messes people up. I, I, I didn't go. I went to, I, went to uh, uh, I got my bachelor's in theology. And I was thinking about going, if you go to get your master's, you go to seminary. But I had already been in a spirit-filled university with professors of theology teaching me things that directly contradict the word of God. And I'm sitting under professors who, who are contradicting the word of God, doctors of theology. And I thought, I don't think I want to get, I don't think I want to get confused like them because they're confused. And what they did is take verses like this and then explain everything away that had power in it, right? They took all the power out of it and it was just a nice theological lesson. I'm like, no, I'll just, I'll just take Jesus at his word. I'll just, I'll, just, I'll just take him at his word right there. I'll just take it. You, you don't need to explain this to me any further. <laughs> this is so plain. It's as plain as you possibly can say it, right? I like to make things plain. Make it plain, pastor. Make it plain. That's from, that's from my Bible school days. There was a, I told you this before, there was in my Bible school, you know, 5,000 people in the church. And, and, and there's a guy right down front every Sunday. He, the pastor's preaching away like I'm, and he says, make it plain, pastor, make it plain. And the whole auditorium can hear him, right? I like, I like to make it plain, amen? And Jesus made it plain. We, we got we to get some bad theological teaching to, doubt, to not understand this. He says, don't doubt. He says, believe, don't doubt. And he says, speak. It will be done. And then, then, and then theologians want to add more to that. Well, you see, brother. You see, brother, Dr. So-and-so said this about this, and the Dr. So-and-so said this, and Dr. So-and-so said that. And I say, I don't need no Dr. So-and-so. I just need the word, and there it is. Amen. There it is. <laughs> Come on. Jesus shows us how to operate in faith and get the blessing to show up. Come on now. The devil's the one holding back. God's not holding back. Hello? Jesus says, if we speak and believe, it's done. It will be done. Amen. And so Jesus is telling us, this is how faith works. This is how we get saved even. And people, I don't know why they turn off that button when they get saved and they don't, they don't believe anything else after that. But you, you, come on, you speak, right? Romans 10, 9, we read it all the time. You believe in your heart, confess Jesus is Lord with your mouth and you will be saved. You got to believe it. You got to speak it. Believe it. Speak it. That's faith. That's what Jesus told us right here. Come on now. Now, you want to look at doubt a little more? We got to know what doubt is, right? If we're, believe we're believing, we got to know what doubt is. 
And we got to know what doubt does to us. So let's go back to James 1, very, very powerful passage on doubt. We've read it before, but this is, this is a series on faith, so we're talking about it again and again. Amen? Because Amen. I got a feeling some of you don't have it down inside yet, right? If it's not abiding, then people say, well, I wish you'd just get on to a new subject. You know, we've been on the subject for five weeks. Oh, yeah? How many of these verses do you know? Well, I, I don't really know any of them, but uh, yeah, we just need a new subject around here. I mean, I'm tired of hearing about this. Well, come on, we're building trees of righteousness here, amen? amen. Trees of righteousness, gotta know this. Got to know this. This is a these are all necessary, right? If we're actually gonna be trees of righteousness, we're actually gonna stand tall for Jesus in the midst of the storm, hello? We're gonna have to know all of this. So James 1.5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. See, there again, we see the goodness of God. Amen. Amen. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Again, make it plain, James. James made it plain, didn't he? James, ooh, you read James, you're like, ooh, James. Talk about plain, right? He said things that I, I ooh. Verse eight, he is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. This gives us a huge picture of what doubt is, right? Double-minded, staggering, wavering. And he says, if we are double-minded, we get nothing. I've said, it, I've said it now for years. You gotta have 100% faith. Yeah, amen. He says, if you doubt at all, you get nothing. People say, I, I, can't, I can't do it. Yes, you can. Amen. Yes, it's actually quite easy. All you do is believe what he said. <laughs> That's it. Well, I can't do it. Yes, you can, just do it. Just believe what he said. Come on now. Just believe it. Don't, don't put any of that theological junk in your head <laughs> from Dr. So-and-so who doesn't even know what he's talking about. Hello? Uh, think about this. Uh, do you believe you are saved? Yes. Do you believe you're going to heaven? Yes. That's good. And that means you have faith, right? Amen. You don't have any doubts. No. You absolutely know. Yes. And that's where you need to be, Amen. That's where every Christian needs to be. No doubts, right? We lose no sleep about it. We don't lose any sleep about wondering if we're saved, right? Christians should have no doubts about their salvation. And that's how we're supposed to be about everything in the word, right? Yeah, we right. have no Amen. doubt about it. Yep. That's a phrase people like to use, right? No doubt about it. And so when we, when we talk about the word, we don't say, well, you know, brother, I don't know about that. No, we say, no doubt about it. Amen. <laughs> Come on, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I was, I, was reading, I was reading Hebrews 11 again. It's good stuff. If you haven't read Hebrews 11 in a while, read it. Come on. Uh, but there's no doubt about it. Amen? Yeah, yeah. 
No doubt about it. And that's where we need to be. No doubt about anything God has said. James said it. If we doubt, we get nothing. So we, we don't need to doubt God at all. If there's one person, you don't need to doubt. And of course, you know, he is God, right? I'm not, you know, person. He, he is a person, right? He, we're made in his image. We get to talk to him. He's a spirit, right? He, God is a spirit. You have a spirit. You have a spirit. You got a spirit on the inside, right? An eternal spirit made in the image of God is going to be living forever, right? Either living with Jesus forever or living in hell forever. I, I, I highly suggest you choose Jesus. Amen. Highly, highly suggest you choose Jesus. But if we have no doubts about God's word, we get the answer. Yes. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Right? Do that, you know, with our needs being met. We believe God for needs to be met. Uh, even uh, Jesus taught that to the disciples, right? In, in what we call the Lord's Prayer, even though he was, he was teaching the disciples how to pray, right? Give us this day our daily bread. Well, that's believing for your daily needs to be met. Amen? Amen. And, and, and if it looks like, it looks like your needs aren't going to be met, do you stop believing? No, no. Oh man, it's, it's dinner I haven't eaten yet. Do you stop believing? Absolutely not. I've heard, I've heard miracle testimonies of people that had no groceries, no money. Uh, they had nothing, right? And they pray and believe God. Come on now. And groceries just show up on the porch. Just show up. They're like, praise the Lord. Time to eat. Time to eat. Come on now. If, if we believe, if we believe, right, give us this day our daily bread. If we believe God to meet our needs, then we don't stop believing. Right? We don't get double-minded. We don't have any doubts. Hello? You see, you see how that plays into that so heavily? He, James said, if you have any doubt, you get nothing. That's, that, I mean, that, that'll change your life right there, right? You believe in God for something. You believe in God to meet a need in your life, right? And then you, you let the doubt come in. Well, James says you get nothing. Most people like to think they get something. Well, James said you get nothing. That's what he said. Hello? So we have no doubts. We don't lose any sleep over it. Amen. That, that goes into every area. Healing for our body, no doubts. Double-minded, no, no, no. We don't lose any sleep. But protection of God. God's going to protect me. I, I, I know the angels of God are encamped around about me. Thank you, Father. The angels of God are encamped around about me. They bear me up in their hands. I said, dash my foot against stone. Amen. We don't have any doubts about that. Amen? We don't, we don't doubt it. Not at all. Amen? Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. I, I was thinking about this. I just, you know, sometimes these things are going through me. You know. I usually, I leave here a lot at night. My kids know. In the winter, it's dark, right? And, and I walk out of here, I walk out of here sometimes seven, eight o'clock at night. And, and in winter, it's dark, right? So sometimes I walk out and, you know, you hear the wind blowing through the trees and you're Or you hear something, boom. You don't, know what, you don't know what it was, right? You just hear it. You come out of, you come out of the church and you hear a lot of things. 
when there's a storm, you really hear a lot of things, right? And so there was, there's some times where I've come out of church and, and fears try to come on me, right? But I've rebuked that. Amen. And in fact, I got more bold about it. Now I come out of church ready to fight the devil. I'm like, woo, come on, let's go. Amen. Woo, glory. And, and I'll, I'll plead the blood as I, as, I, as I lock up the church and stuff. And I'm like, angels, I used to, you know, used to say it more quiet. Uh, angels of God, watch over the church, church property, church bus, church hills, church signs, church windows, keep it all safe and sound in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm like, I hope you heard me out there because I'm ready to come beat you up with the word of God, amen. In other words, I'm bold, amen. What, what, oh, 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 the righteous are bold as a lion, but the wicked flee when no man pursues. Ooh, that's a good picture right there, isn't it? That's the word. Come on, I come out of the church and I go, I hear, I'm like, oh, run to my car. Well, that goes directly against the word of God, doesn't it? The righteous are bold as the lion. You walk out, so maybe, maybe someone is standing there. We had someone the other night walking around here trying to get in the building. Police came. So maybe you walk out and someone is trying to get in. You go, hey, I want to tell you about Jesus and watch him run. <laughs> watch him run, right? Woo, Jesus. I don't want to hear about that. Now they're running, right? When no one, no one pursues. We can flee when no one pursues. But the righteous are bold as a lion. Are you righteous? You're righteous in Christ Jesus? Did he wash you of all sin? Did he cleanse you? Come on, and make you righteous in this. He, remember, he said he made, he's made us the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So we are righteous already. We aren't trying to be righteous. We are righteous. Are we good and sanctified? Yes. Sanctification is the process of living for God with your whole body, your whole mind, everything you are living for God. But you are already righteous in Christ Jesus. You are already able to stand before God himself. You are already, to go, already able to go into the throne room of God and, and talk to God. Because you are already righteous. And so as, a, as, as you face any obstacle, as you face any situation, I'm sure you all have different situations. As I talked about that situation, you think about other situations, right? So you become bold as a lion. Amen. Instead of, who's going who's gonna to get me? Who's going who's gonna to come out of the trees and get me? <laughs> Woo, glory. Amen. Amen? I'm just preaching. You know me. We, we can't be double-minded about anything, right? No, no. Double-minded equals nothing. nothing. And that is not living by faith. And in this series, we are teaching how to actually live by faith. How to actually be a doer of the word. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. All right. You want another scripture? 2 Corinthians eleven three. We're going to talk for a minute about the simplicity in Christ. 2 Corinthians eleven three. But I fear lest somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. 
You see, all of this is actually simple. But religion and theology has made this complicated. As I said, the words of Jesus we just read are so simple. Believe and speak. Simple. Come on. Things are simple and we have one option, aren't they? Amen. <laughs> the only way to the Father is through Jesus. One option, right? Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. That's simple. There is no other option, right? All these religions are false, as we know, of course, but they, 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 there is no other option, right? I talked to a, a, a John Larroquette. Anybody know John Larroquette, the actor? Got to see him in an airport years ago, years, years, years ago. B BK, before kids. <laughs> and I talked to him about Jesus in the airport. John Larroquette, a famous actor. I know you, you kids don't know him. You know, you know John Lickett? No? Night Court. I heard it. He was, he was the lawyer on Night Court. Very funny actor, right? So he's done a lot of ugly things too now, you know. But, you know, that's the way it goes, right? So I'm in there, tell, I'm, we're at the airport telling John Lickett about Jesus. And what does he say? I understand you're, he's sitting down like we're Christian. I'm talking because we just walked over to him. And I'm like, Jesus is the way. The truth, he's the only way. And he says, well, you know, I, I understand. I understand what you're saying. I, I, I get your, you know, but, you know, I, I'm a Buddhist. And I believe that, and this is the way I want to go. And this is what I believe is right. Now, you believe what you believe is right. I believe what I believe is right. I'm like, but that's not how it works. <laughs> There's only one option. You got to go into Christ to go into heaven. You got to know him to know God. There is no other option to know God. Because Jesus is the perfect son of God. And you got to know, you got to go through him to get into heaven. You got to. It's the only way. Come on now. One option. You know, you pull up, you pull up to fast food restaurants and, and, the, and, and you got 60 things on the board. And I just stare at it and like, oh. Where's the hamburger? Right? You're like, what in the world is this? Now, I, I get it. You know, restaurants, you know, we have options. People love it. Burger King, have it your way, right? But wouldn't it be so simple? Hamburger, cheeseburger, French fry, Coke. That's all we have. Give me a hamburger, a French fry, and a Coke. Thank you. <laughs> a cheeseburger, yeah. And a cheeseburger. See, what? <laughs> Pepsi, I hear Pepsi over here. Judah, watch out. Watch out. See, Judah's a Coke guy. You don't want to say Pepsi around him. <laughs> Judah, you need to buy some stock and, you know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> stock and Coke, yeah. You have stock and Coke? Oh, you have the fake, fake stock, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on. If there's only one option, it's easy. If there's another option, it, well, if there is only one option, we don't have to consider anything else, right? Abraham did not consider his body. No. There was only one option. Believe what God said. Amen. That's, right. That's the only option. That is the only option. He, he's like, he's taking the only option. Either you believe God or you don't. That's it. There, there is no other option. Come on. 
If we consider other options, what, what happens? We become confused, frustrated, but we got to be single-minded about God's word, right? Adam and Eve, right? They had everything per perfect. They had the best life possible. They, had, they were, they were uh, fellowshipping with God. Then the enemy introduced another option. If you eat of this, you won't die. You're, just, you're going to be like God. Ooh, what? Huh? What? What? They had one option, right? One option. The one option God offered and they should have stuck with was don't eat that. You can eat everything else. Don't eat that. Yeah. Got it. Got it, right? So the devil came in and made things complicated. I said the devil came in and made it complicated. It's so complicated. You see, brother, you're going to have to go to seminary. You're going to have to have seven years of education to understand God's word. No, I don't. Actually, one of the greatest men of God in the last uh, century, Smith Wigglesworth, he, he, all he would read is this. That's it. And he did... It, miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle, raising people from the dead. And all he did is believe what God said. Amen. He's like, okay, I believe it. <laughs> Jesus said, we'll do greater works. All right, I'll do it. Uh, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus made me free from love, sin, and death. Scripture. 8 2. I heard it, Sarah. The spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Woo, glory. Right? If, if we believe what God said, that's all we need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're going to have a career in a field. You're going to need to know something else, right? You need to know that field. But to live our life, this is what we need. Amen. This is what we need. We need this more than anything. Amen? Than anything. Hallelujah. Glory. It's simple. Amen. You know, a lot of times I, I, I quote the word to somebody and they say, well, you see, it's not that simple. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is that simple. Well, you see, brother, it's just not that simple. No, it is that simple. It's simple. Don't make complicated. Just believe what God said. Amen. Don't make complicated. Come on. Just believe God immediately. Don't, don't argue with him. Just say, okay, Father, you said it. I'll take it. Yes, thank you, Lord. I believe what you said. Come on now. And everything he said is good. It's always good. Amen? Hallelujah. Oh, my. Hallelujah. Hebrews 3. Hebrews 3, 12. Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. Where is it? Is it down? Is it down? <laughs> steadfast to the end. Come on now. You got to hold on. Amen? Yep. To the end. People, well, I, I got saved when I, I haven't done anything for the Lord since. I haven't done, I don't know. I don't know anything. No. 
you hold fast of Christ till the end. Hallelujah. While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. It, notice it says today, if you hear his voice, right? Today. Do not harden your heart. Do not. That means don't believe it. Come on now. They didn't believe, did they? They didn't believe, so they didn't go into, go into the promised land, right? They were in rebellion. Why? Because they did not believe. Well, I don't know about that, but I don't know. No, if you don't believe what God said, you are in rebellion against God. Why, why sugarcoat it? It's the, that's all, the, it's, it just, I like to make it plain, right? <laughs> we don't say, I'm going to believe that next year. We say, I believe it now. Amen. Come on. Israel hardened their hearts against the word. What, what does that mean? The word can't get in. Once we harden against the word, come on, it can't get in. It can't get in. We aren't good ground. As Jesus thought, you got to be soft, good ground for the word. So Israel could not hear God because of their hard hearts. I don't ever want to have a hard heart, do you? No. Come on. We got to be quick to believe. Amen. Actually, being quick is a, is a great key of success in the kingdom of God. Quick. Quick to believe. believe. Quick to repent. <laughs> People don't like that one, right? Yeah. You want to be a success in the kingdom? Be quick to repent. Right? As soon as you hear something foul, something wrong coming out of your mouth, repent. Well, you know, next week I think I'll talk to God about that. No, no, no. Talk to God right now. If you're around people, talk to Him inside, right? Oh, Father. Now I'm talking a lot, but you know. Father, I said the wrong words. Forgive me for that, Father. Come on. Repent of it immediately. Be quick to repent. Be quick to believe. Be quick to obey. You want to be a success? Come on. Boom. Three areas to be a great success in the kingdom of God. Quick to repent. Quick to believe. Quick to obey. Woo! And you'll start marching down the road for Jesus right there. You will start marching. You will, you will be a marching and just keep that up your whole life. Repent. Believe. Obey. Repent, believe, obey. Repent, believe, obey. Woo, glory. I'm getting excited. Amen. <laughs> you know, Jesus is not happy with slow, believing, hard hearts. Not at all. Look at Mark 3. Look at Mark 3. Mark 3, verse 1. You're going to like this. And he entered the synagogue again, and a man was there who had a withered hand. So they watched him closely, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath. Notice they want to catch him, right? Catch him. So that they might accuse him. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, step forward. Then he said to them, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil? <laughs> Don't you love it? To save life or to kill? But they kept silent, right? They did not want to, ooh. Uh-oh, Jesus got us already. He got us. We, 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 he got us. He got us right there. Verse 5, and when he had looked around at them with anger, well, Jesus never gets angry. <laughs> Being grieved by the hardness of their hearts, he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was restored as whole as the other. 
Miracle of God, amen? Jesus, glory, moving by faith, amen? That was a faith statement right there. Stretch out your hand. <laughs> glory. But Jesus is angry, right? By their unbelief. He's not happy with doubt. He's not happy with our doubt. <laughs> Come on now. He is not happy when people refuse to believe. How do we not grieve Jesus? We believe. Amen? Quick to believe. Now, where are we? We're in Mark 3. Let's go down to Mark 16. I know, I know we're going everywhere today, but that's okay. Mark 16, 9. Now, when he rose early on the first day of the week, right, this is resurrection, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven demons. Woo! She went and told those who had been with him as they mourned and wept. And when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they did not believe. Did you hear that? Right? Jesus has just risen from the dead. And remember, Jesus had told his disciples, I'm going to be alive in three days, boys. I'm going to come back in three days. I'm coming back. He had told them over and over again. Yet they didn't believe. What were they doing? Mourning and a weeping. This is sad stuff. Come on now. These people have been with Jesus. They've seen miracles. They should have said, well, yeah, he's alive. Woo, of course he is. <laughs> come on. They should have been waiting, right? We talked about it last week. They should have been waiting at the tomb, waiting for Jesus to come out. Verse 12, after that, he appeared in another form to two of them as they walked and went into the country. And they went and told it to the rest, but they did not believe them either. Right? Same people here. Jesus is alive. Two more witnesses and they refuse to believe. This is sad, isn't it? Hello? Verse 14. Later he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart. Because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. So now Jesus shows up in person and he's mad. Come on up. He rebuked them. Hello? He's, he's not happy here. He, he's not smiling about doubt and unbelief. Well, you know, I understand. No, not at all. So Jesus gets mad about not believing. And, and he gets mad at them because they did not believe those who had seen him. Did you catch that? Jesus expects people to believe other people who are speaking about him. That's why we preach the gospel. Amen. We're preaching the gospel. Jesus expects people to believe it. What people said about him. Come on now. Jesus didn't say, well, since you didn't see me, see me, you know, I understand your doubt. You know, you haven't, you haven't seen me yet, so I understand why you doubt. He didn't, he didn't say that, did he? No. What did Jesus do? He rebuked them. Because yeah. people came and said, he's alive. And they doubted. Come on now, you getting this? Now, two major things. We'll, get, we'll go on a couple more points here. There are two major things we can do to live in the victory that God provides. First, believe God right now. 
Now faith is, right? Hebrews 11, now faith is the evidence or the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is not to be saved for a later date. Faith is to be activated right now. And right now, and right now. And second, big point we're talking about today, don't hold on to any doubt. Leave no room for doubt. That was going to be my title, but I changed it. To only believe. But leave no room. Do not leave a room open for doubt. Amen? Amen. Don't even think about God not meeting your need. I don't know what will happen if God doesn't help me. I don't know. Did you believe God? Did you trust God? Did you pray to God? Did you believe you received when you pray as Jesus said to do? Then you don't doubt. Amen? Amen? You don't doubt. You don't even think about God not meeting your need, right? Whatever it is, not healing your body. You don't even think about it. You don't have that. That option is not on the table. Remember, one option. That option is not on the table. Hello? We don't, we don't even think about God not protecting us from the evil one. Hello? What happens if we leave no room for doubt? Come on. We see amazing things. We see miracles. God shows up. Come on. We see miraculous provision. We see miraculous healings. Hallelujah. We see the manifestation of God in our lives, just as Abraham did, just as Noah did, just as Paul did. Come on. If we don't leave room for, we leave room for no doubt at all. I'll tell you what, Jesus didn't doubt, did he? Ooh, glory. Now, one more verse. I think we're done. Mark 6, 5. And because of their unbelief, he could not, couldn't, couldn't do any miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Remember, this is his hometown. He could not do any mighty work in his hometown. Why? Because they didn't respect who he was. They just saw him as the son of Mary, who was born out of wedlock. Right? They, did not, they did not respect Jesus. Come on. They did not have faith that he was the son of God. Come on now. Why couldn't he do a mighty work in his hometown? Their unbelief, their doubt, their hardness of their hearts. And they left room for doubt to fill their minds, right? You can imagine them thinking, this is Jesus. I saw him at five years old walking down the street with mom and dad. Come on now. This is Jesus. He's born out of wedlock. Come on now. This is, this is, that, this is that Jesus. I saw, I saw at eight years old walking down the streets. Building something, you know, if, if he was a carpenter, in carpentry with his dad, you know, whatever he was doing up until he became, he went into ministry, right? He was anointed for ministry at the age of 30 when he got baptized with the Holy Spirit. And that's the first time he did any miracles, right? You'll hear, you'll hear, hear some cults that say differently. But the Bible says he didn't start any miracles until he was 30. But see, because... They, 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 they had this idea about Jesus. They had this idea about who he was. They left doubt in their minds. 
They were filled with doubt and unbelief. So Jesus could, Jesus could not, ooh, Jesus could not do any miracles. Except he, feel, he, he laid his hands on a few sick folk. People say, well, Jesus, he was Jesus. He could do anything. He was the son of God. Well, that sounds all good and, and religious, doesn't it? But it says right here, he could not. Because of their their unbelief. You catching this? Their unbelief. Are we in the same camp if we don't believe? Yes. We're not in some other camp. We don't get in a different camp if we doubt. We're in the same camp. He cannot work in our lives if we doubt him. He cannot. Come on now. You see how powerful that is? Yeah. He can't work in our lives if we're doubting him and doubting his word. Yeah. Right? Uh. So many answers are not, are, not, are not found because people walk with doubt yeah. and unbelief. It doesn't work. Doubt always steals the blessing. Yeah. Every time. So what are you saying today, BV? I'm saying we, we do not want Jesus amazed at our unbelief. <laughs> that is a sad state to be in right there, right? He was amazed at their unbelief. Amazed. Oh, no, no, we don't want that. We want the opposite of that, amen? <laughs> we want Jesus amazed at our belief as he did with the Roman centurion, right? And he said... I haven't seen such great faith in all of Israel from the Roman. Come on now. I, I want Jesus to be amazed at the faith I, I have. Come on, in his word and who he is and what he'll do. Come on. Do you have faith? Yes. You want Jesus to be amazed? Yes. <laughs> Whew, that, that's power. Come on. I've said it, you know, I've said it for years. I want Jesus to say, come on, the, woo, Pastor Vern, woo, that is some faith. You should want to hear that too, amen? Hear, hear it from Jesus himself. Wow, now that is some great faith. Amen. You want Jesus to say that to you, Griffin? Oh, yeah. yeah. Woo, Griffin, woo, that's some faith right there. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Glory. I want Jesus to be amazed at my faith. I, we, I'm saying today, we must not even think on doubt. No, 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 no. Don't allow those thoughts to fester. If you allow those thoughts of doubt and unbelief to fester, you are, you are stopping Jesus from working. You are stopping the word from working. You are stopping God from working. Come on. He, he said, it said it right there. He could not do any mighty work because of their doubt, their unbelief, and he was amazed at it. If we, if, we, if we allow room for doubt, we get nothing. Come on up. People, people like to sugarcoat all this, yet it's right there, plain as day. Yeah. Well, you see, I just, I just, I believe God and I don't understand why I didn't get the answer. I just don't understand. I just don't understand. No, no. We don't, we don't, we don't need to make light of it. We don't need to make fun of it, but we need to know what happened. 
And so I've said for years, if you believe God for, maybe it's healing, right? You believed God for, for a healing because you looked his word, you heard, you heard his word, you believed his word, but, but something didn't happen as you planned, right? Something didn't go quite right. Don't blame him. No, look at yourself, judge yourself and say, ooh, well, well, come on. The Bible says, come on, see what the Bible says. The Bible says, if I doubt at all, I receive nothing from the Lord. Come on. Yeah. Now, maybe you're on a track with something, right? And you're believing, like I did into ministry, right? I'm gonna, I know God called ministry, so I'm 22 years, right? I just keep believing. Keep believing, right? But you, you got you to gotta stick with the word. Amen. Only concentrate on the word. Kick the doubt out. Get the doubt out of your head. Get that doubt out. Don't, don't let it fester. Don't let it, uh, uh, what, 2 Corinthians 10, 5. Casting down every thought and imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You got to cast it down. You got to say, no. Amen. I'm not thinking on that. I'm not, I'm not going to doubt God at all. Amen. Come on. Leave no room. That goes back to no vacancy. Remember that? Yeah. No vacancy for the devil. No, no vacancy for his thoughts. No. No. We stick with what God said. Amen. Hallelujah. If we, if, we, if we don't get the answer, then, then we messed up. He didn't. Yeah. And that's, boy, boy, you, a lot of Christians don't like that thought. Oh, no, no, God, I didn't mess up. And it couldn't be me. I, I mean, I, I'm perfect. <laughs> oh, none of us are perfect, right? We're learning how to operate in faith. We're learning how, how to do what Jesus said to do. We're learning how to believe and speak. Come on. We're learning how to believe we receive when we pray as Jesus said to do. Amen. Right? I mean, it's like the story I told the minister, the traveling minister, and he believed God for his budget to be met. As he's traveling, he's has to support a family back home. He's traveling across the whole nation, driving a car with gas, and he has to eat. His family has to eat. He has to pay all the bills like anybody else. And he believes God for the budget to pay all his bills as he's traveling across the whole nation. And so when he believed, he didn't leave room for doubt. And as I said, the one story, he has many stories, but uh, he, was at, he was at the church and ministered. The, church, the pastor gave him a check and he says, is that it? Is that all? Yep, that's the offering. So he got in his car and he didn't stop believing. Come on now. And, he, and the Lord says, check your pocket. And he had a pocket and he pulled out a check out of his pocket that someone had handed him after the service and it was exactly what he needed to meet his budget. See, he didn't start doubting at the point uh, uh, when the check wasn't enough to meet the need. Come on. That's not enough to pay my bills. That's not enough to buy food for my family. That's not enough to put gas in my car, whatever it was, right? He, he didn't stop believing there. Come on, you just keep believing. And you leave no room for the doubt to come in because you believe what God said. And when, he, when he, he prayed, as Jesus said, when you pray, believe you receive and you will have it. So when he prayed, Father, I need whatever, $2,000 to this week to meet my budget. I, 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 I thank you for it. I believe I receive it now in Jesus' name. There's no doubt after that. Hello? There is no doubt. You, if, you, if, if you want actually to receive, you actually want to see it in the natural realm, no doubt can be allowed. Yeah. And that's where most people miss it. They go, it doesn't matter because they really didn't believe. Yeah. 
They really didn't believe they received when they prayed. They were just throwing up prayers to God, hoping and wishing. No, when you actually talk to God, you actually base your, base your faith on his word, he answers. When we actually operate in faith, he answers. Hello? It isn't, oh, I sure hope, wish, I hope and I wish God's going to answer me. I sure hope and I wish. No, it's God answers. Now, are we going to remain in faith? You getting this? I mean, this is power. This will change your life. We got to believe God's word no matter what. Come on. The problems can look big, can't they? Jesus used the example of a mountain. We don't have a mountain out here. <laughs> but Jesus used the example of a mountain. Now, that's big. Speak to the mountain, it will move. Can you imagine the disciples going, speak to the mountain, it's going to move? Jesus. Did you have too much pizza last night, Jesus? That's a mountain. You don't speak to a mountain. Come on up. Well, if they had believed, they could have done it. Right then. Can you imagine Peter going, if I believe in my heart and I speak to that mountain, it's going to move. That's what Jesus just told me. I believe Jesus. Mountain, move. <laughs> Jesus would have gone, that's faith. And that's great faith, Peter. Thank you for stepping up. Did Peter have some problems? He had some problems, right? He got it all right. He got it all right. He repented. He got it right. Amen? But you see, we got to only believe what God said. Only believe. Remember Jairus? Jairus uh, was, came to get his daughter healed. And while he's talking to Jesus, uh, uh, and Jesus says, I'm going to come heal your daughter. The woman with the issue of blood comes in Mark 5. And the woman gets healed by her faith. Hello? Amen. Yeah. The woman gets healed of a, 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 of a blood disease, a blood, a blood problem she's had for years. And Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. And then Jairus is standing there saying, you know, oh, Jesus is coming to my house to heal my daughter, but she's getting healed right now. I can't, oh boy, here we go. Woo. Come on now. And his servants come to Jairus. His servants come and they say, do not bother the master any further. Your daughter is dead. And here's Jairus watching this woman be healed of a, of a blood problem. And, and he is standing there thinking, my daughter just died. And Jesus was coming to my house to heal her. Now she got healed. You can imagine the thoughts going through a guy's head. What if she hadn't interrupted this? My daughter would be well right now. My daughter would be, my daughter would be fine at home. But she interrupted this whole process. In fact, it says, it, says, it says she told Jesus everything that had happened. We don't know how long that story went that she told. This could have been a long time. That this is all stopped. This whole procession is stopped. Jesus is headed to Jairus' house. He's headed to Jairus' house, and it all stops. We don't know how long it stopped, but it stopped. Come on. And what did Jesus do? Woo, you got to get this, you got to get this. Jesus turned to Jairus after he heard his daughter was dead. And he said, come on, do not be afraid, only believe. Amen. And Jesus says the same thing to us today. Only believe. 
only, plain as it can get, right? Only believe. That means all the thoughts of doubt that were coming in Jairus' head, all the thoughts, right? Oh, my daughter's dead. Oh, oh, we had so many plans. We had so many things going. Everything was so great. All these thoughts are starting to pour in, right? Doubt is filling his head. And Jesus, do not be afraid, only believe. Ooh, some of the greatest words, come on, of Jesus right there. Because those words right there will change our life. So when the doubt comes in, whatever we're believing for, whatever we're standing up for, with the word of God, amen, we're standing up with what God told us. In his word, we're standing with what God told us. Like, like I, was, I, was, I had no doubt I was called into ministry. I stood up with what God told me. Come on. And I would only believe. Amen. Only. Come on now. You can't let the doubt in. No, 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 no. You can't let it in. You've got to hold on to believe only. Only believe. Only. Only means only. <laughs> you got to go to seminary and mess that word up. Only means only. Only. Well, can I allow 1% doubt? No. Can I allow myself to think on that, that, that problem for a little longer? No. Only. So Jairus had to stand there going, Jesus said he was coming to heal my daughter. Jesus is coming to heal my daughter. Let's go. I don't know how long that trek was, but you can imagine the devil's talking to Jairus, right? And his daughter was raised from the dead because he believed. Jairus believed. That's what I'm saying. You notice it's the person is believing something. And so often in Christianity, we think that doesn't matter. It matters great. It's, mad. it's, it's all that matters. Of course, it starts with salvation and it continues after that forever. Come on. I got to imagine in heaven we'll still be, God will say something. We'll have to just act by faith. Sir, I'll be doing that. Doesn't make any sense, but I'll do it. <laughs> we do it on earth. God's a faith God. He's always going to require faith. Come on. Hallelujah. And that's the only way to live. That's the best way to live. That's the best way. Because God's word can always be trusted. And even if it's in eternity and he says something, we believe it. We don't doubt it. Come on. It's all going to transfer seamlessly, right, into eternity. So think about it. You're already there. You're already seated in heavenly places, right? Think about it that you're already there. And you're already there, right, in the presence of God because you're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And he's speaking this word to you. Come on. Are you going to doubt it there? That was weak. Are you going to doubt this there? No. Then why doubt it here? Well, the problem is, see, we, we, we see the natural. We see the natural, man. We see all the natural stuff happening. And so doubt creeps in. The devil's, the devil's down here, right? He's not going to be in eternity with us. But the devil's here, and he's speaking doubt to us. And, and then we actually start to believe him, just like Adam and Eve. But just like Jairus, come on, we got to say... 
I will only believe this. I will only believe this. Come on. I will only believe what God said. Only. Only. Come on. I'm emphasizing this for a reason, right? Only believe. Only, only, only. The devil comes and says this. The devil comes and says that. The devil comes, the devil comes and says this. Someone else comes along, right? A person comes along because the devil uses people, right? Just as he did all throughout the word of God, right? He used people. As the person comes along, it's the devil himself speaking to you. And you say, well, I'm only going to believe this right here. I'm only going to believe, right? If you want an answer this morning, if you want something that will change your life forever, woo, only believe. Amen. Only. Only. When you see it in God's word, you say, that's the fact right there. Amen. And those are the facts, and I will not move off of them. I will only believe that. And it doesn't matter who comes your way, what doctor comes your way. Come on, doctor of theology comes your way. It doesn't matter. It does not matter at all. I've had many conversations with many people, and they try and get me to move off of this. And I just say, well, have your way. Do your thing. Bye-bye. See ya. Because I will only believe. It's right here. I'm looking at it. I'm speaking it to you. I'm telling you what it says right now. You don't believe it. That's your choice. I believe it. I will only believe it. Come on now. That, my friends, my brothers, my sisters, is a key to victory that will change your life. Come on. As you go out of here today, don't leave room for the doubt. Only believe. Don't lose no sleep over the trial you're facing. Don't lose any sleep. Come on. Don't doubt God at all. He is faithful to his word. He is faithful, and if he said it, it's going to be done. Our job is to only believe. believe. Amen. The Lord God is a sun and shield. He gives grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Do you believe it? Yes. I believe it. Come on now. That's just one, that's just one scripture, right? The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures, leads me by still waters. He restores my soul. Come on. Hey, whoo, my cup runs over. Amen. I got more than enough. Hallelujah. Wow. You, you got to stay with that. You got to stick with what God said every time. You stick with it. You only believe what he said. Come on. Whoo. All right, take a lap. Ooh, come on. He is faithful, is he not? Yes. Will he perform his word? Yes. He says his word will not return void. Come on. That's why I say speak the word. Amen. His word will not return void. The angels of God are encamped around about me. They bear me up in their hands, lest I dash my foot against the stone. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Come on. No, he forgives all my iniquities, he heals all my diseases. He redeems my life from destruction. He crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. He satisfies my mouth with good things. So my youth is renewed like the eagles. You see, you got to stay with that and stay with it no matter what. Amen. And only believe. Yeah. Glory. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm telling you what. That'll change your life. That'll change your walk on this earth. If you believe, you truly believe, come on, what God said, 
When you pray, you believe, you receive. When you pray, come on. You you don't wish in a hope it's going to show up. You pray and you believe, you receive when you pray. And then when the doubt, when the doubt comes in, when the doubt tries to enter in, when the devil starts speaking, he say, I only believe what God said. Amen. Sorry, you should write a song, I only believe. I take you at your word. Right, we sing this morning. Right? We take God at his word. He made it plain. Amen. We simply come to the word and say, I believe. Only, only, hallelujah. Who? Oh, wow. I'm telling you, there's some answers there. There's a lot of answers there. You're going to live it out? You're going to do it? You're going to believe? You're going to only believe? What do you give if you doubt? Nothing. Zero. Hallelujah. It's not hard, saints. Oh, I don't know, Pastor, if I can do it. You can do it. Simple, simple. The simplicity that is in Christ. Simple, simple, simple. Don't make it complicated. Keep it simple. That's, ooh. They, they told us in Bible school, the, the, the acronyms KISS. You heard of this one before? Keep it simple, stupid. You start preaching big theological words, no one's going to know what you're talking about. That's why I keep it simple. Come on, no one's going to know what you're talking about. But God made it plain, didn't he? He kept it simple. And then we want to complicate it and complicate it and complicate it and complicate it and have all these seminary people complicate this for us. No, just believe it. Just believe it. I can do all things through Christ, thanks to me. Okay. I'm more than conquer. Okay. Thanks be to God who always caused me to triumph in Christ Jesus. Okay. Spirit alive in Christ Jesus made free from all sin and death. Okay. Come on up. On and on and on, right? How he should not, he who spared not his own son for us, how shall he not freely give us all things? Do you only believe that? He who spared not his own son for us, how shall he not with him freely give us all things? I just don't know how I'm going to make it. I just don't know how. Believe what God said. And stop doubting him. Because you got to trust the one who has always told the truth. Man lies all the time, but God's never lied. In fact, the Bible says God is not a man that he should lie. He can't lie. He won't lie. He never will lie. Everything he said is truth. And he just says, believe me. Believe me. Today, while it is called today, believe. 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 Now faith is now. Hallelujah. Glory. Woo. I preach myself happy. Preacher can't stop till he gets happy. Glory. Well, we're talking about belief. I want want to give you the opportunity to believe in Jesus. Truly 
be born again. If you're here today, you're online today, and Jesus is not your Lord, then you ain't making heaven. Jesus must be your Lord. You can't just go to church and be saved. You can't just play religion and be saved. You can't just have, have a form of Christianity and be saved. You gotta have Jesus as your Lord. That's curious in the Greek. That means you do whatever he says. And the answer for sin is Jesus. All have sinned, fallen short of the glory of God. The wage of sin is eternal separation, death from God forever, nothing good ever again in the, forever, nothing ever, ever good again. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And there's belief again, amen? You believe. You believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus. That takes you out of the kingdom of darkness and puts you into the kingdom of his dear son. You, if you're not in Christ today, you are under the lordship of Satan. You may not know it, but you are. Many people have been to hell. Many people had no idea they were going there until they got there. And they were resuscitated and they came back to life screaming on the hospital bed. I was just in hell. I don't know why I was there. Well, we know why they were there. A lot of them get saved after that. Because they went straight into hell. Why? Because Satan is their Lord by default. Because they are filled with sin. They are children of sin. The only way you get cleansed of sin is through Jesus who paid the price in full for every person on this planet. Every man, woman, child can call on Jesus and come into the kingdom of God and be born again. Jesus said a man must be born again to enter into the kingdom of heaven. I've had, I've had people tell me, I don't like that term born again. Even Christian, I'm like, you don't like that term born again? What? Well, I just don't like that term. What? That's what Jesus said. You got to be born again because your spirit is separated from God. So you need a rebirth on the inside. Not, not your physical man. Your inside man needs to come, come under the lordship of Jesus. Your inside man needs to be born again. And when you come into Christ, you now have fellowship with God. Before Christ, you do not. And we talked about the day, how to become a child of God. This is becoming a child of the living God by believing and confessing Jesus as Lord. So if that's you today and you're here, you're online, you don't know Jesus as Lord. You've never confessed him as Lord. Maybe you've played church. Maybe you've played Christianity. Maybe you've done some Christian things and you think you're saved, but you've never called on Jesus as Lord. You're not saved. So I ask you today, make this confession from your heart. Believe Jesus is alive and confess him as Lord from your mouth. Pray this prayer after me right now. Say, dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I repent of all sin. I receive the payment that Jesus paid for me. I receive the cleansing from the blood of Jesus. Jesus, you are alive and I call you Lord. Jesus, you're my Lord. You're my savior. You're my master forever. I am completely yours forever. Heavenly Father, teach me your ways. Show me your ways. I will walk in them. I will do them. I will be an obedient child in your kingdom. Thank you for giving me eternal life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
glory. And that's how we enter the kingdom, with faith and speaking, just as we operate in faith every day of our lives. Amen. I usually tell people, if you want to be fruitful for God, you want to do something for God, you just want to play games, go out and be a witness for Jesus today. Secondly, devour the word of God. Thirdly, get involved in an on-fire church. That, that helped me woo, tremendously as I grow up in Christ. Fourthly, be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Yeah, every, every Christian needs to be baptized in water and baptized in the Holy Spirit. Fifthly, start serving in the body of Christ. Sixthly, worship and pray and praise as much as possible throughout your day because you're developing a relationship with him. And lastly, but most importantly, never forget that now you belong to him. And he is your Lord, he is your master, and he wants to direct you into good things, so follow him. And whatever he says, you just say, yes, sir, I'll do it. Because he will get you to the right place at the right time. Glory. Thank you, Father. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you that you told us how to operate in this earth. You told us how to live by faith. You showed us the way. And we're learning much in this series we've been doing from your word. We thank you for your word. We thank you for teaching us. I thank you for the great teacher, the Holy Spirit. I thank you for words from heaven today that I was able to get out words, Father, as we agreed in the beginning that I have the right words. I thank you for it, Father. We turn back, Father, and give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise in Jesus' mighty name. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to like this podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find our website at packbible.org. That's P-A-C-B-I-B-L-E dot org. We hope you join us again next week. Thank you.